D&D After Dark is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast starring four semi-professional actors, three full-time human parents, and one full-time stinky tiny dog daddy. Previously on D&D After Dark. The group is still battling the Headless Horseman. The Headless Horseman calls up the Crane family to attack the group. Mickey tries to start the train, but before he can, the Headless Horseman is defeated. Unfortunately, in all the commotion, Josiah Crane has died. The group goes to Shackleton. Armstrong, thinking that Jules Walker has died, sends a note to Carl Patrick saying such, but then, quickly realizing that he was incorrect, must go back and unsend the note. Mickey is questioned about the attack by the police and tells them that it was simply a band of brigands attacking the train. And Jules Walker has a long conversation with her cat. At the end, they all went to the mausoleum to get into Big Mouth's safe house. So sit back and enjoy this episode of Dark was the night. What to call this motley crew? The dynamic inquirers have long sensed diverted their paths. I wouldn't say it's been long. It's been a day. It's been a couple days, maybe. In their hearts, <laughs> <laughs> these paths have been divergent for months, or a month at least. Okay, that's just that. As Jules Walker, Major Armstrong, and Dr. Mickey Johansson descend into the Shacklewell Mausoleum, the footfalls upon the damp stone led only by a flickering glow deep within. The unseen steps of Bowler Bigsby clacking the butt of his handgun against the wall in a rhythmic pattern. Harold, your arrival. At last, the damp cobblestones give way instead to carpeted form. The chilling bite of this early October air late at night is slowly being overwhelmed, consumed instead by this warm effervescent feeling. Not just heat, but all the amenities of home. Hidden in the outskirts, 
of this fog-shrouded cemetery as you descend lower and lower. The decadent tomb gives way instead to dimly lit, ornate candelabras. The space carpeted from wall to wall with ornate oriental carpeting. This state-of-the-art home away from home. Big Mouth's hideaway is the ultimate combination of surveillance, of protection, but all the amenities of a fully furnished restaurant. You hear him before you smell him. (laughs) Indeed, the open mouth mashing of his molars coming together against a cornucopia of feastly goodies echo through this stone-lined chamber where the dead should be laid to rest, but instead only a mammoth of a man and a few hired thuglings enjoy these comforts. Oi! Boss! God damn my arm. Boss! I brought in a cashed in favor. Oi! Give me the pig haunch. Oh! Oh! Send out another pig. I think it's gonna be a. Second dinner kind of night. It's this fat bastard. I love this guy so much. <laughs> this is fat this bastard. Is, this is big mouth. Uh, this, is, so this is just fat bastard. As uh, the consistently damp forehead, the foppish sweat of his Moe-esque haircut, just rimming the, uh, the crown of his overly enlarged uh, crown atop this bulging body, the custom shirts popping at the buttons, trying to contain the walrus-esque flubber that is threatening to spill over this table. I don't think you can say that anymore. <laughs> walrus-esque flubber? Yeah. Oh. In 2023, you can't say <laughs> so, walrus-esque I'm not fat-shaming. Oh, he is a... He is oh, a, right. he's now, a BBM. He's he a big, beautiful he's, man. He's, he is curvy. He's he is curvy. thick with two C's. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe more. <laughs> he's thick. Um, bowler uh, immediately says, yeah, We're adding the K back on. All right. <sighs> Jules, you know, keep your hands clean of the table. You and you wait for an invitation. I do have food for him. Well, that's so we're going to get you a good... Oh, bugger! Good grace in his books. Look, you at least made it safe. As far as I'm concerned, that's all the big man cared about. Not to be insensitive, of course, to your lost friend, but... Is that the food for Big Mouth? Yeah, it's oh, the food excellent. for Big Mouth. No insensitivity to Oh, that's right. Josiah Crane's just not on Major Armstrong's radar at all. I keep I keep forgetting this. Um, 
He tips his bullet to you, Jules, and he says, um, well, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be out of commission for a couple days, but I'm thinking about heading back to Greater London area to go see my sister. Anyone you want me to check in on? If they're on my way. I don't think I'm going to be gone that long. Great. Glad to hear it. I appreciate it. Thanks. Of course. Um, boss! I'm putting in my personal time. I have a, a hole in me from a bloody headless man. Just... And you say headless? I'll tell you later, boss. Just... I'm my way. As he shoves apart... As he shoves away one of the uh, lesser-known thugs, uh, a nameless face in this uh, vast feast before you. Um, Big Mouth, after tearing away uh, a boar's haunch, uh, the greasy juices just dripping down his chin as uh, just strings of meat uh, caught in between his teeth just kind of barely peek over his lip. He's starting to get a little bit of a scruff, which, with his inflated features, looks a little out of place. In your time that you've known Big Mouth, he's always been clean-shaven, and while pride in his appearance has never been his forte, he's always tried his best to at least be groomed. You are, of course, now recalling the circumstances of his son departure from the Greater London Euros. Paranoia and threat of death seem to have taken a slight toll on this man. As he is tearing into uh, a series of corns on the cob, why don't everyone go ahead and give me either a perception or an insight check? A series of corns on the cob. Exactly. It's like uh, a trident where each thing has a different corn yes. cob on it, this and he's like, just... This is like Denethor. Oh, this is like yeah. fat Denethor. Uh-huh. Uh, Except more likable. 14. 14. Sorry, what were we rolling for? Perception or insight? Oh, perception. That's um, gonna be I mean, it's your call. You get different things depending on what. 16 perception. 18 for perception. 16 for perception. Um, I don't know what my plus is. Because I'm on my phone <clears throat> right now. What'd you roll? An 18. 18. Oh, nice. I like your new profile pic, Dr. Mickey. Uh-huh. Um, your perception is a plus 6. So what'd you say? 18. Oh, here we go. Yeah, uh, 18, so... Plus 24. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, with all of you He's choosing... perceived whatever it is. Exactly. With all of you choosing perception, and with a DC 15, you all perceive as such. Even though Big Mouth is going through the motions of eating, you see that his eyes are firmly locked on each of you with each resolute bite as he's just taking you all in while seemingly not giving you a second glance. Furthermore, with a 24, you do see that he lingers a little bit on Jules, and as he brings down the corn trident, um, you see that he just kind of surreptitiously reaches behind the chair and pulls out a sawed-off shotgun and puts it on the table in front of him before he goes back to eating. Did we give them our weapons when we came in? Nope. We're still armed. Um, Mickey's just going to 
sort of, uh, he's not going to grab his gun, but he's going to slide the strap so that it's easier to swing around. Okay. Uh, Jules is going to take off her hat and glasses so she's easier to recognize. Okay. <laughs> um, he's just going to start to reach for a big mash of grapes and start, doesn't bother plucking them off one at one, he just inserts the stem and starts pulling them out. And you see him hesitate. His eyes kind of narrow a little bit before they widen again. He kind of goes... I'll come and give him the Heimlich Excellent. Give me an athletics check. You got a lot of blubber to work through. Oh, my athletics is not great. Oh, that's a natural one. Oh, no! <laughs> okay. Um, you see... All right, I'm uh, he's also, starting to look I'm a little purple. I'm also going to run over. Okay. <gasps> Give me either medicine or athletics. My arms can't reach around! <laughs> athletics is... Um, uh, 17. Like, okay. <laughs> my arms like... I'm like... <laughs> so, you grab... Both of you, like, do, like, kind of, like, a linked hug around... Like a pincher maneuver? Exactly, a pincher maneuver <laughs> around Big Mouth. You're not able to get enough force, so, Mickey, you literally just hold on to Jules' arms, and you ram your knee into his sternum before you just kind of get a... <laughs> and you get mushed grape splatter <coughs> all over your face. Oh, I am incredibly upset right now. How do you think I feel? It's wasted food, that is. Jules! What a bloody hell are you done with your hair? Does somebody have a towel? Oh. Nolan! Look up our friend here. Thank you. Get him a small plate, too. Don't know if you heard about my trial. I've been a little more out of touch with things than I would care for. Considering the change in aperture, though, I would wager a guess that... Things did not go so swimmingly. Yeah, you'd win that wager. <sighs> Damn shame, Jules. I personally thought you had everything lined up in the bag with all your contributions over the past five years. I did. Don't tell me that uh, certain associations with uh, less than coof individuals poisoned your approach to the bench? No, well, yes, but not the way you're thinking. Have a seat, Jewel. Make that two small plates. Ooh, goody. I can eat. Thank you for the <laughs> towel. I really appreciate it. Uh, this um, is for you, by the way. Here's a bag of snacks. I was told that you wanted some vittles. Instructing others to your ways. Now, before we break bread... I at least like to know the name of my guests. I am always re- obviously well acquainted with uh, Miss Walker over here. We have a fine standing arrangement that perhaps might stand to benefit her some more if she's come to my doorstep. But normally I'm dealing with Carl Chutton. What the hell is your last name? Patrick. 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 <laughs> Carl Chutton. Chattenberg. Carl Chattenberg. I'm normally dealing with Kyle Patrick, who, although he is a self-righteous twat, I like him well enough. The two of you, I don't know you, and you, you look like a mixture between Hercules and a bloody cop. Thank you. I've worked hard to acquire such a physique. This is Major Armstrong. Alex Louise Armstrong. 
but he's with me right now. I'm uh, Dr. Mickey Johansson. A doctor? Yes. I have a lump that maybe you can Not look at. That Not that kind of doctor. What is the bloody point then? Although I might say I have quite the knowledge of anatomy. Because uh. I've trained myself in honing the human body to its highest standards. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> Not incredible, but... <clears throat> Seven? Seven? Okay. He looks at you. His eyes narrow. He looks particularly at your like your biceps and like your super square jaw, and like unbidden, like he doesn't even know it. He comes up and just kind of does a little bloop, bloop against his own jawline, <laughs> um, and you see his eyes narrow just a little bit more. It was maybe later. Grab a third plate. Thank you, sir. Just stay away from the pig. Um, I think I actually probably am quite hungry, so I, I yeah. will load up my Excellent. plate. There are fresh, bi- so. oh yeah, no, there are fresh biscuits, there's a, a veritable uh, sea of roasted vegetables. Yeah. yeah. Oh, or, or like the feast table in the labyrinth, uh, Pan, oh, Pan's yeah. labyrinth, Ugh. except instead of a guy with uh, Ugh, that scene will fleshy never hands. That will never not make me upset. <laughs> um... And uh, you see him uh, reach over to the boar, the, f- the fully intact roasted boar, and you see him just kind of snap the neck for a little bit before he tears off one of the ears and starts to just kind of suck on it, it a alive. little bit. He's been eating it all. <laughs> <laughs> Once you uh, snap the neck, the cartilage starts to leak into the rest of the meat, giving it a more earthy flavor. Well, everybody loves cartilage meat. <laughs> you say that sarcastically, but honestly, like it's it's what keeps me alive. Not the bone marrow. Yeah. Just the rubbery connective tissue in between the muscles. Correct. I thought you said you weren't a doctor of anatomy. Well, I'm sorry I've had a bit of a long night. Understandable. But, uh, I would... Well, perhaps I'll just let Jules tell you what happens to those who are rude at my table. Uh, They don't do well. I apologize. I hope that you enjoy <laughs> your cartilage. <laughs> I'm so glad that's all it took. <laughs> uh, you see Big Mouth does do kind of like a little... <laughs> You've got bigger balls than he did. Gesturing towards the still intact nutsack on this boar. Well, if I do, then perhaps I will need the other kind of doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, not again. All right, I'm choking. That's why I'm sticking to ears for now. All right, Jules, what brings a doctor, a copper, and a crossdresser to my table? Um, well, to be honest, you said if I needed help. I still have business in London, but they're looking for me, so I can't go home. Accommodations, then. 
but staying in London, in the heart of it all. I have a few options, Jules. I'm not gonna try and drive you or run you around the pen. We've been through enough, and you did save my life recently, though I did pay you and yeah, Kyle back for that. You did. I'm not in the interest of charity, and I'm not looking to start now, but I am willing to discuss a, a friend's discount in this matter. Though, you've answered the question as to why you're here. Where's Kyle? And what's the story with these blokes? So, it depends on how long of a story you want, Big Val. Mr. Patrick is currently indisposed at the hospital of Victoria. No, Victoria's hospital. He suffered quite an injury while attempting to rescue the state's witness for Jules's Alright, that's why Kyle's not here. That's short enough. I'll send a gift basket. We'd love that. She doesn't quite explain these two's presence, though. Well, I'm not particularly keen of strangers at my safe house. They'd help me. How long have you known either of them? (laughs) (laughs) At this, a (laughs) smile starts to creep over Jules Walker's face. If you would like to try and master (coughs) that expression, I will let you do so, unless you are just letting it go. Um... Uh, Why don't you do a... That was me, That was 100% Emily. That was 100% Emily. Uh, And I'm going to ask Jules to give me an advantaged... History check okay. or straight charisma? Uh, I'll do straight charisma. Sounds good. Well, where, DM. Yeah. Remind me why we are there, 18. by the way. Uh, we're getting our own safe house. Hopefully. We don't have one anymore. We don't, we don't have the, one. Right, that's right. The, yeah. The, so we're. The golden, the golden dawn has fallen. 18. Okay. Right. So we're trying to find a new one in the city. Correct. Just somewhere. Right. Jules, what you are all of a sudden. In the, in the absolute insanity of the last couple of days, you have been so goal-oriented that there have been minor details, minor questions that you have not paused to consider to ask yourself. You have shed blood and had your life on the line and saved and have done saving in part with these two gentlemen for you know less than a week. But in that short time, quite a, a bond of fellowship has formed. That being said... You are asking a notorious, at this moment in time, paranoid, largely, and I do mean this in both the physical and in the metaphysical sense, largely unforgiving type of individual. You may do with that information what you will. Complete insanity. Um, These two have been a part of a brotherhood that Carl and I have had dealings with, and um, in our time together we have Can I Can I do a I want to see if maybe 
he had anything to would would I know if he had anything to do with the Hermetic Order of the Family? Hermetic, of, of Hermetic the family Order of the Golden Dawn. Get, like, you a, could do either like, a detect give, thoughts. Give him a sign or a handshake or something. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking is that I would do like say, say a code word. some secret. But can I finish my statement? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, so let's see. These two men belong to an order who Carl and I have had some dealings with, and in my time with these gentlemen, they have not only fought alongside me but have saved my life, and I have saved theirs, and I trust them. The route of honesty. Very interesting, Jules Walker. Very interesting. I, I was not completely honest. No, but there were no there were no deceptions. There were omissions. Yes. But there were no deceptions. Yes. I'm going to ask for a persuasion check from you while uh, you may go ahead and pick what you would imagine would be a friends of the order code phrase. Um let's And actually see. either of you would know one. Twenty two. Twenty two? Uh, Very nice. There is a, I think the code has to be, there is a bluebird singing outside my carriage. <laughs> I love it. Very good. Right. <laughs> Ignoring the fact that the bluebirds are not nocturnal and that to my knowledge you did not arrive by carriage that is an interesting thing to say at this point in time and I'm thinking maybe you need a nap I don't like Strangers in my safe house, Jules. Um, and I apologize, but we had few options. I understand. But trust me when I say these are two men you'll be grateful to have in your debt. Not in the market, but being in debt. You know that better than most. What I am in the market for is building relationships. Now, assuming that these two blokes here are contributing to the uh, acquisition of a safe house. Exclusive use, I would imagine, yeah? Um, I mean, they need it as much as I do at this point. I mean exclusive to the three of you and Carl. Meaning you don't want my people coming in and out. Yeah. It's been a long day, ain't it? It's been a really long day. You, you heard the headless horse. The head, the head, it's been a long day. Well, I'm not even going to pretend to understand what you're talking about in regards yeah. to that. But um, here's the deal. <coughs> I do happen to have a lovely petition of property on the other side of the Thames. Just south of uh, your typical headquarters. No more than maybe 30 minute walk oh. from 17. That'd be nice. It's in the uh, attic apartment of a place known as the Sawbones on the other side of the river. Alright. I have a less than moral associate of mine who peddles in the opioids. 
you clear out if I tell him to. But, for the price of exclusive use of this property, given the proximity to the greater heart of London and the nature of your own need, which is great, friend or no, I do have to take that into consideration. On top of that, I'm buying silence. One way or another. At that, all of you make an insight check. Sixteen. Twenty-one. Eleven. Okay. You guys did well. Yeah. Um, he's not being coy. A ten would have been sufficient. Oh, great. Uh, he is saying that unless you two newcomers can find a way to get him to trust you, all three of you are going to be buying silence permanently. What can we do to show you that we are, uh, how do you say, not sketchy? Um, would I have any insight as to a, a way to help Big Mouth trust these guys? Give me, and this is going to have to be a history check, unfortunately. Give me a history check. I will say advantage, okay. given your long nature of dealings with him. 11. Okay. With 11, typically if Big Mouth has needed specific services, he always has been the one to provide very specific guidance. In other words, like, it's never been a, hey, do you need someone tailed? Or, hey, do you want us to watch this kind of property? Or do you need this person found? No, it is always, thanks for the food, Jules. Here's some information. By the way, do this and it's always been very specific guidelines so with that in mind the fact that he's even levied to this kind of threat indicates perhaps that he might have something lined up um in response to your question mickey you see him lean back and he goes in addition to the exclusive use of one of my more vaunted safe houses I believe I could also scratch up some papers perhaps to uh, establish a pedigree for Archie Vernon gonna have to work on that last name there and you're settling on Mail. yeah I am I think I might have a new trick that I might try in the morning. Must be some trick. I thought your days with tricks were done, Jules. Ah! <laughs> they don't. Oh, um, you know, from your days as a street performer. Yeah, that's much better. With you. the cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You two can make an insight check if you want. <laughs> Oh. 12. <laughs> Deception uh, is 11. That's uh, a... bad line. 19. It's okay, I'm going to be telling you yeah. guys anyway. Depending on how many definitions y'all have of tricks, 
one How thing. Are you? One no, thing is. For kids. <laughs> <laughs> one thing is certain. Jules was not a street performer. <laughs> that is that is the only thing you are able to pull from that comment. Um, <clears throat> he goes. I have a couple pots on the fire right now and don't have the freedom of movement I once did. That being said, uh task I have in mind would typically call on the talents of uh, one with an observational eye. So, I hope you've learned a trick or two from Carl, Jules. Or at least, I hope these two have at least half a brain to put together to meet the merit of your prior partner. We'll talk it over breakfast. I have a couple more things I've got to get done for the time being. Hey, Edgar! Out of the way. I want to point down the hall. Boss, I'm not... You can just point back... Move! <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Oh, right, right, right. So, um, a large chubby finger now points down the vacant hallway. And he goes... Oh, four bedrooms available. Normally these uh, louts are occupying them, but I think instead they're going to sit in the hallway in a chair in front of my room tonight. Well, but boss, I told you I have these back issues. <laughs> okay, in, in a chair in front of your room it is. Sounds great. Nolan, shoot for the love seat. And you start seeing them doing like a <laughs> Damn it! Rock, Damn it! Scissors. <laughs> um, and they keep doing the same one, too. Rochambeau. Um, what are you doing to that poor D20? Are you punishing it? That's um, a little kinky. It's a little art project. Okay. Um, he goes, No one will bug you until you're ready to get up. I don't know how long it's been since you had a good night's rest, but you'll have a safe one tonight. Thanks. Thank you. Of course. Um... Just don't even bother walking by my door tonight. I am going to give them the order to shoot whoever comes within ten feet of me. Understand, right? Of course. Absolutely. It's not personal. I just... I don't like people in my space. Oi! Give me a grub bag for Ben. Boss, I mean, you've been talking about portion control, maybe cutting back. Okay, okay, okay. How many times did he like, load in his shotgun? Right. <laughs> there was no one. He's empty. He has three shotguns. He does. The trident of the portion control also has a shotgun. It does. 100%. Uh, Big Mouth is officially an artificer. He has concocted a, a trident shotgun. Um, yeah. He goes, all right, uh, in that case... Have a good night. Good one. And he puts his arms on the table. Okay. You know what? I'll just... No. You you just go. I, I, I can't really do it when people are watching. Okay. Well, we'll get up. I'm going to nod to these guys and be like, yeah, like, let's go. Like, don't st- don't linger. <laughs> are you going to, like, throw up? or like... No, he just can't stand up. Oh, well, then I'm going to, like, walk over and be like... No. <laughs> I will. I will be that tiny little person dragging the the Andre the Giant down the hall. I can really. I can really. Well, with your arms. Armstrong. 
I can live up to he my has, name. He has pride. I can respect that. <laughs> uh, okay. Good night. Night. Your friend's smiling at me. It's creeping me out. <laughs> no, 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 it's I know, just I, me. I know, I know. That's sore to me, and I love We're already it. Already down the hall. Exactly. Um, he pointed down. Yep. Uh, there are four spare bedrooms. Um, each of them the have two beds in them. Um, so, uh, Armstrong, you are going to have to push two together in order to encompass your weight. Um, and it's still like super sex. And with that, we level up. No. <laughs> we just leveled up. Yep. Is there anything three of you, either of the three of you, wish to do as a end of day cleanse, as a conversation perhaps to have amongst any of your party members? Oh yeah, we need to have it. We need to have a chat. For sure. Uh, just so that I know totally. what you're thinking. I don't really care either way. How long do you envision that Big Mouth has known Jules? I think that Big Mouth, I think Big Mouth has known of Jules since her time at the courtesan. Okay. I think that you got put on Big Mouth's radar when you killed LaPierre's. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, your first real interaction with Big Mouth was a result of a mutual friend, perhaps another ex-prostitute from the courtesan. Uh, about a year into your service with Carl. So you've known Big Mouth for about four years. Okay, great. Um, All right, so I'm going to um, indicate to you guys that after we've all kind of had a chance to um, drop down our... Do we have stuff? No, we don't really have stuff. But after we all get a second to kind of freshen up to come to my room so we can touch base. There are some... Basins. Hey, you got it. Yeah. Basins yeah. with pails of fresh water nice. for toiletry purposes. Oh, bassoons? Yep, you got it. Um, cool. Uh, Miss Walker, if you are decent, uh, might I... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, open. come in. Open the door. grateful for your help in uh, finding us a new foothold in London. Uh, however, uh, outside of the law, it may be. I just want to... Yeah, fortunately, usually when Big Mouth asks you to do something, it's usually against someone else who's outside the law. Um, by the way, you're going to notice that Jules is not clothed typically. Um, she's All she's wearing is the bindings that are binding her chest on top. She's totally wearing her pants and stuff underneath. Um, but, uh, I don't know. You can roll an insight if you went to her. I can just tell you. But Have you divested your sunglasses? Yeah, they're just on the like my bedside table. Okay. Then, uh... Uh, whatever check you were about to call for is definitely going to be required for multiple things. Okay. Yep. Twelve. Okay. Um, you can sense that there's a particular reason why she didn't put 
Basically, she's not wearing a shirt. Like, the, she, she isn't just being weird. Like, there's a reason why she's doing that. I figured as much. She also has slit pupils now. Ah! Mickey's gonna come around the corner and hear what's going on and look and what? say I mean, I can see in the dark now Well, how about that? How about what? Got, Is there a mirror? You've got cat eyes I'm gonna go look at, in the mirror and be like Meow. Is she? Ah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna walk over to Doctor and talk in uh, hushed tones uh, Lord Smithfield supernatural huh. physical alterations before he siphoned the light well, I mean, from that makes sense. Give me a perception check. leader and those in the room. Is this something we should be worried about? Well, I am new to this supernatural In my playground. experience, there are many. I, I think this is from my cat. <laughs> Just from like from the other side of the room, just like looking, like pulling down her eyes. This is why I can see in the dark now. Um, I don't think that changing physical attributes necessarily denote that someone is uh, going bad. Uh, how hushed were your tones there, Armstrong? So, would you like to? Would you like to roll? I guess stealth. I guess. That two. Wow. Okay. The seven. The seven perception does beat the two. So perhaps like maybe you weren't like cognizant because you were so focused, Uh but you definitely heard it. And I thought it's my cat. It's definitely my cat. All of a sudden you're like, Smithfield was doing what? (laughs) I don't know what happened to Smithfield, right? I I don't believe he shared it. Um, I think you said that Smithfield has taken over the order. I don't think you said. That Smithfield displayed. Okay. Did I'm sorry. Did you say that Smithfield turned into an animal? Uh, no, he uh, grew uh, massive and sprouted uh, tendrils of oh. shadow from his person, which sleeched the life from those around him. I, I oh. narrowly escaped. Leapt out of the window. Uh, uh, does this? Jules is gonna let out the longest string of curse words. A cult check. Yeah, because this seems like the same thing that was happening with Carl Patch. So Arcana, Arcana plus five. So let's see, that is. Long string of curse words. Mm-hmm. So that's thirteen, which is good that I had plus five and plus four. Alright, it's a four. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, um, with a thirteen. A 13 is enough to go that that is immensely similar to Carl. There may be differences, there may not be differences. Okay. Unable to, to tell at this point. Okay. 
Curse words. Litany of curse words. Mother Flubbin, Reptar. Reptar? Right. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a, that's, watch your language. Dated reference. That's a great you, reference. I called you two in here because we need to touch base and get on the same page. Well, I very much appreciate you two seeking me out and wanting to help me and in all of this. We don't really actually know what each other's goals are or understand motives or even really understand next steps past getting somewhere to rest our heads at night. And enough has happened that I, I need to bring you into my confidence, which is not something that I do with just anyone. Um, Smithfield. Um, do either of you know anything of um, my past before my first trial? Well, judging by the uh, off-color joke that Big Mouth made in the other room, I can uh, guess that perhaps we, you were... We need not. What's past is past. Unfortunately... You can let the adults talk, Armstrong. I'm just saying. We, we assume that you... She wants to distance herself from these events. I think she's trying to share with us. What's past is past. Unfortunately, as much as I've tried to lead my past back there, it keeps being relevant. I, um, I was a street urchin um, in my youth, and unfortunately I picked the wrong pocket once, and I wound up uh, working in a, uh, in a whorehouse uh, called The Courtesan. Um, I was not there by choice. Armstrong, you uh, recall your frequent visits to the... I'm joking. I am 100% joking. I am 100% joking. That being said, what did you two unroll in history? History? Well, I assume you, that's what I assume that's what you were oh, rolling for. I didn't roll... Oh, that's a 14. Okay. I was just going to... I think Mickey was just going to say, well, far be it for me judge, but in many cultures, uh, that is not frowned upon. In fact, it is a necessary part of society. I suppose to some women who choose that life and to some places where they might be employed to live such a life, it might not be so bad. But that was not the case with me. Um, you see... We were not treated well at all, and uh, our clients were not So Arnold Smithfield um, was a constant client of mine. He came to see me frequently and he well I better just show you. So I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna unwrap my bindings mm -hmm. from behind so they get a full view of my back. So on <laughs> on Jules's back, you see um, it's clearly fingernails that just s scraped along from the top of her right shoulder all the way down her back. 
And although it's clearly a scar and it's clearly old, there's something that just still feels freshly awful about it. I want the two of you to give me an investigation check. Mm, 11. Okay. Investigation 13. 13? Okay. Oh. Mm-mm. Jeez. We're going to pause for a very brief second because, as you might be able to expect, Fiona took over. Fiona That's took my over. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> With an 11 and a 13 in regards to the investigation of the scars upon Jewel Walker's back. Jewel Walker's. Jules Walker. <laughs> Jules Walker's back. I like Jewel Walker. <laughs> Jules Walker. Yeah. No, Jewel Walker was her stripper. No, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a, that wasn't a stripper. No, you were a whore. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You know, there's a difference. There, there is a difference. Yeah, but, but there's overlap. Could be. Depends on how there, much you're paying in the VIP room. Okay, there's at least overlap in one direction. Okay. Whor- whores definitely take well, their the clothes, clothes off. The clothes are overlap. Yeah. <laughs> okay, alright. Anyway. Anyway, Armstrong. Yes. With your innate sense of the numerous medical afflictions, both uh, self-inflicted and from others, can uh, rain upon a human body, you're looking at Jules's back, and you see not but intentional malice. This was not the throes of passion of a lover. This is not the, hey, 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 I clawed up their back pretty good. This is wanton cruelty. You can tell that the, it probably looks like one rake across, but it's been reopened. That exact same. Mickey. Yes. With an 11, you are free to make another check. Because as Armstrong is focusing on the medical intention of these, intention is definitely something that has yielded your attention. A cold check. Okay, so that's... Is a cult under uh, religion? It's Arcana plus five. Arcana plus five. Okay. So it's the roll plus my Arcana plus, plus five. five. So. Because you're a wackadoodle. 26. Whoa. You might be able to tell me some things I don't know. With a DC of 22. Oh! oh. This is the information that you yield. Intention is but the first layer of these scars. There are the physical wounds inflicted needlessly painful upon Jules's body, whether to inspire fear, obeisance, fealty, who knows. But deeper, there is a mark in these grooves upon her flesh that is unseen, but you feel it. 
it is that essence, not that she has flirted with and sworn a temporary allegiance with. It is not that of the king in yellow, nor is it the echoes of the influence of that leviathan residing in the mind of Carl Patrick. No. You have felt this energy before. I don't know if that's the child or the music. It's the music. It's a bird. Oh, gotcha. Amongst the higher pantheon of these outer gods, of the great old ones, there is a being. The blind idiot god, Azathoth, father of Hastur, father of Cthulhu, the progenitor of the great old ones, not perhaps the strongest of them. There is at least one other that eclipses it in power. It is not he who bends reality to his whims. No, he is more mightier still. But Azathoth has left its mark upon the back of Jules Walker. Or at least one who attempts to curry its favor. Um, I'm going to do a... I think he's he's shocked. He's gonna. Um. So I'll set my bindings down on the bed, and then I'm gonna. I'm still turn around, just put a shirt back on. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, I'll turn back around and kind of fold my arms and say. Um. I painted Arnold Smithfield since the day I first laid eyes on him. And after... Well... This is going to be a long story, I'm sorry. He was not the only client who was needlessly cruel. And my friend Alice, who is younger than I... Not Alice. No, not Isabel. Alice. Isabel. Alice is her guardian, sorry. Yep. I played Alice in the other session. Yes. It's messing me up. My friend Isabel was much younger than I was, and a man mm. came and uh, left to nearly for dead a couple of times. And that's the man that I killed, defending her. And that's what started everything with Pat and... Now it's led to my current situation. It was all in the defense of a friend of mine. And what you have to understand is I care more about what happens to her than I care about what happens to myself. And what I've just recently found out is that Smithfield is engaged to her. Animals like him should be drowned in the Thames in a sack. I agree. 
I spent many nights watching his house, trying to think of some way to bring him down. Anyway, I don't know if you stopped to think about why I might not be making a run for it, why I'd be crazy enough to try to stay in London. I have to save Isabel. I can't, I can't let him have her, for whatever. And now, if what you say is true, then he's, he's more of a beast than I thought. And I know that he's put something, some kind of evil, there's something in me that's trying to, it's, it's trying to kill me. And it turns out it's only my cat, magic from my cat, that's been keeping me alive. As you say that, you all turn towards Jules's bed. We're just seemingly out of nowhere. This, <coughs> this, this black tabby is just <coughs> sitting on the bed, just licking itself. And it looks up. Do, uh, can I, uh, just a quick interruption. The Necronomicon. Yes. Why do we still need that? I need it. Yeah, what, is that? It's for the king in yellow. It's, okay, okay. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. I know, well. You also. Well, I want to, yeah, yeah, I want to see it. Mm -hmm. It's the Necronomicon. Um, so I think that's just about all my cards on the table. Uh, I want to bring down Smithfield and or save my friend Isabel from his clutches. still have things that we need to do. Smithfield threatens all that is good. Not all is good, but you're in a place where progress has been made, where science and art and knowledge are at the forefront of what people respect and want in this world and he threatens all of that and he stands for something that seems to me is purely evil oh I forgot to mention that he rigged my trial so I'd lose ah yeah I really hate that man I want all of you to give me an insight check. We're a really insightful bunch. Not tonight. 
an insight you said? Mm-hmm. That is 17. Okay. Now, at this point in time, without telling us what it is, I want you to give me either persuasion or deception. Whom? All of you. Well, yeah. Uh, can I know why? We'll call it for the purposes of the conversation. Everyone's insight is what they are. I now want to know how persuasive or how deceptive each of you have been. Twenty-four. Okay. Sixteen. Okay. Eight. <laughs> Rolling too hard. No, no, you're not. But <laughs> they're new dice. I'm warming them up. I will say that. With that being said. For the first time, perhaps since the onset of your tentative new partnership, your interlocking purposes, your at times conflicting purposes, a true sense of fellowship falls upon this room. Earnest. It is refreshing in a time as tumultuous as this. Yes. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, you just look like you had something to say. Well, I mean, I, I am talking, but they don't. <laughs> exactly. No, exa- that's exactly it. To the two of you, this is going. And Jules is going. It said, she looks like a crazy cat lady trying to talk to her cat. I am a crazy cat lady. Exactly. I guess. Yep. I have cat eyes. Yes, you do. Um. Okay. Uh. Is there anything else that the three of you wish to? I'll just go over and pick up my cat and give it snuggles. Great. I know it likes snuggles. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even try to pretend you like snuggles. <laughs> If, um, if Alex has any, um, like, I'm not sure what, uh, Scotland Yard at this time would have as a, um, icon, symbol, badge type thing that would be like, hey, stop him, you know, no, whatever. Um, he's definitely going to, um, that night deliberately, like, remove them and put them like in in like pockets he's not in, in this moment he's not saying like to, hell, to hell with you know all types of that but this isn't right, what it right, stands for right it's not now. what it stands for and he finds himself on the wrong side of it for doing the right thing it's, it's he's basically in a, a situation where he's an enemy of the state for doing the right thing and so what the state stands for right now isn't right. And so so we're getting into a moral gray area where it's okay to... Like, he's he's pulling these off as a justification of whatever Big Mouth is asking me to do here, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that because... Sometimes the wrong sometimes for the, the right. Sometimes the wrong for the right is what's here. So we're... we're Arno- uh, Arnold. <laughs> Arnold. Alex. 
I want you to make me either a charisma saving throw or a wisdom saving throw. Okay. DC is just 10. Um, which, uh, like, we're, calling, we're calling this like keeping your cool in a crisis of faith. Okay. Um, we'll go wisdom then, even though it's lower. Holy crap. You just are not good to me tonight. That's a two. Oh, dear. Uh, in that case, uh, my dear uh, Major, I do need you to give me a sanity check. Okay. That's a D100. Oh, yeah, the hundreds. And I'm at 70 right now. Correct. That's 20. Okay. So only go ahead and only roll me one d4 then. Two. Two. Okay. You only lose a single point of sanity. Nice. Sixty-nine, dude. Sixty-nine. Righteous. Hmm. Um, I want. Uh, Jules, is there anything else? Do you wish to have a conversation with your cat? Um, yes, but I'm not going to have the long talking. one because no, I don't no. want to monopolize everybody's no, time. No, of course not. Um, but uh, as we start getting ready to yep. doze off to sleep for the night. And Shadow is like just crawling up onto your chest. She's making bis- biscuits. <laughs> it's when you like they. Yeah, they sink paw. their claws yeah, in. Yeah, they no, paw. I know what it is. I just have never heard that phrase. It's oh, so yeah. cute. Yeah. Making biscuits. Making biscuits. <laughs> she's at she's at the dough factory. That's cute. She's it's putting it over time. Anyway, I'm gonna say. Um, That's can you tell me something about my mom? Not something big or impressive or you know deific, but something. Simple. You see Shadow light up at that. She goes, oh, Jules, there's so much to choose from. And you're right to not ask for anything deific. She, she did not consider herself and her siblings to be gods. They were just here before. I mean, if time and arrival is what makes a god a god, then aren't technically we all gods to the ones who come after? Is memory a god? I don't think so. Sounds kind of self-righteous, but no. About Bast. <laughs> Seeing a cat laugh is an interesting thing. Um, she looks at you as if she's deciding how mean she wants to be in a playful way. Okay. She goes, Your mom loved tea. No. No, she did not. She would use honey from bees that she cared for herself. She used 
chamomile leaves that she grew herself. She wouldn't put them in these ridiculous bags. The water was always fresh from the nearest brook. And she would just make herself a big old saucer and just look out from the oasis. It was simple back then. How? After most of them were locked away, Bast grew disillusioned with mankind. She didn't seek their destruction, though there were some of her court who were rather insistent towards it. But she herself withdrew. But the thing about being a being as such as she is, you get bored. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Are you going to tell me that she just went and hooked up with my dad because she was bored? Oh, no, no. I couldn't, I couldn't speak to what she saw in your dad. But I do know that what she did find in him was enough to risk being caught. It was a small slice of her life, walking these streets. Very small. But the time that she did was just a simple joy, living as a human, experiencing what she had only observed on the outside. Uh, ah. What's wrong? My head hurts. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. It's not your fault. It's, it's funny. I've been so focused on keeping you alive for so long now that I haven't thought of anything else. This brain, this form, it's not accustomed to these ruminations. Stop, I'm sorry. You see Shadow's eyes go uh, milky white. The fur around her eyes begins to rapidly gray. The moment she learned she was pregnant with you was the happiest she had been in eons. Shadow, stop. It's hurting you. You see, she's starting to look more wrinkled. Like an older cat. It was worth the risk. And it is still worth it, even now. Ah! And you see her lurch back, 
her eyes going from that milky white back to the shocking green, the gray going back to the pure black, the spine straightening and all the age washes away from her in the blink of an eye. Jules, is it bedtime? makes a few biscuits. She just kind of curls up, cuddles into you. It isn't long before. That's a lot to process. Um, so Jules is, was alarmed by what she saw, but seeing that Shadow reverted back, she calms back down mm-hmm. um, this is a, a very powerful being that she doesn't understand what makes it work or what it's makes it tick or anything so it seems to be okay um, and as her heart rate goes back down and she just gets used to feeling um, Shadow there as a presence uh, she starts to ruminate on the things that Shadow told her about about her mother and He's trying to draw on my tattoo. He's trying to put teeth in my tattoo. Oh, I see. Um, (laughs) And um, I'm thinking about the fact that Shadow said that finding out she was pregnant with me was like the happiest she'd ever been. So, like, I never knew much about my mother. My my father never had bad things to say about her, but Mm -hmm. he never really had much to say about her. Um, So I'd always just kind of assumed... I don't know, I'd been some kind of error or that she didn't love me enough to survive or stay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so this is a tremendous comfort to Give me. me a history check. Yeah, it's a five. Okay. This was the exact DC for the first part of this, so you get this much. Your father was a flawed man. He tried his best for a short time as he did, but then it just did not go well. Conversations about your mother always ended abruptly. And that's all you were remember for now. I want the two of you to roll a d20, please. That was on a so one, three. and then it rolled over to a three. That is a 19. Yep, 19. 19. Mickey, as you lay back in your bed. Yes. As you consider the ramifications of all that has happened recently, of all the revelations made, You and Josiah had gotten so close. Sussex Manuscript was such a large find, and with it, the Necronomicon was within your grasp. Through Josiah's talents, through his hard-bargained familial skills, 
the Tome of Power was almost within your grasp. You reflect on Josiah's final moments. You reflect inward on everything you have lost in this journey. Give me an occult check, Nikki. That's plus four, you said? So plus, plus five. Plus five, so... 22. Beautiful. Nikki, this is the first night of acclimating to this new skill. And this first night is a success. You... Lay back, and you stretch your mind, consciousness beyond your body, a grand consciousness that sits just on the other side of reality itself. You know that you cannot master this ability yet. But there's no hurt in practicing. Mickey, what is a question? Or what is a person? Or what is an object that you would like to try and divine? Uh, Necronomicon. You imagine the Sussex Manuscript. tangible connection to the Necronomicon. You focus on your years of studying at the Miskatonic University. The sketches that Professor Britton had done upon the blackboard. A timeline of its rising and disappearing of various times of history back to the author of Abzul Azarif the ancient wizard who had said to craft the Necronomicon from the skin of his slaughtered son. It's eldritch and profane rituals cast in human blood upon sheaths of skin. Horrid, but powerful beyond reckoning. Pierce your own mind into that great beyond, beyond reality. And you perceive a blue dome. A blue dome sitting upon a vast sea of black. And in that blue dome are these splotches of green. this be the view of a god? What is this? And as when you begin to sink towards this blue orb, the closer you get, the more you begin to see these moving white formations crusting the surface. It's when you finally begin to perceive mountains that you understand what this orb is. It is home. 
It is this isolated, singular mass upon a sea of indifference. A universe that cares not but one spark of life in defiance. And somewhere on this orb, the Necronomicon waits. You shift. You see a familiar looking island that you have seen on the maps. Great Britain. You begin to move south. South. Make the all electric Cadillac Lyric all yours. A Listeners, this podcast is, is brought to you by, by the all Cadillac. electric Cadillac Lyric. They're paying us for that, right? Yes. Further south still. Until you almost find yourself wrapping around the lower white mass of the South Pole. Coming back up. A collection of islands. There. 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 A sleeping city. There. Nestled amongst the folds of reality. There. The throne world of the Leviathan Cthulhu in his sleeping city. The Necronomicon waits. That's bad news. Question to divine another night. Armstrong. Oh, you're not getting out of this. I thought I had my little moment. The two beds push together. (laughs) Your gargantuan shoulders still almost cresting double breasted across these combined padding for the evening. And as you lie there, you breathe in, you breathe out. You breathe in, you breathe out, becoming aware of every muscle in your body. Relaxing them, one at a time. <laughs> does Armstrong practice meditation? Hardcore. Of course he does. That's he is a master of his body. <clears throat> Until at last, you realize that one muscle in particular does not wish to unclench. Armstrong, I am going to ask for your assistance. Like Lucius Maximus. I am going to ask for your assistance in 
in reminding myself and reminding the both of us were you grabbed by the arms or by the legs by the tendril that you escaped oh bologna sandwiches I think it was my legs but let me I'm pretty sure it was my legs <clears throat> oh bologna sandwiches okay uh, okay Send a slash of face, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I didn't write it down. It's okay. You know, because one thing I do remember in particular I'm pretty sure it was is, that feet, you, is that you tore at it with one of your arms. Yeah. I do remember that. Armstrong, <clears throat> was it your left or your right hand that you used to pull off the tendril? refuses to unclench. You feel your own mighty fingers so assured most of the time twitching in this absence of thought. You look down at your hand. The knuckles refusing to unclench almost in some sort of bastardized arthritis. left hand seeks to fix this unmastery of your form. Give me a DC 25 athletics check. Ooh. If you have a rage left, this is a strength-based check to give you advantage. I got one rage left. So, rage. Which. Rages. In addition to advantage, I believe it also gives you a advantage plus. Strength checks and strength saving throws. So it's, yeah, Athletics it's is a strength. Athletics is strength. Okay, so one. Not 20. Nice. nice. There we go. So that's a 29. I have a feeling that was a really good time to get that. That was a <clears throat> amazing time Yay! to get that Armstrong. <laughs> you feel almost your own bones not yielding to your massive muscles. You are the captain of your own ship. With nary a second thought. Snap! Ah! By getting that one finger to unclench. Poultry wound. The rest follow suit. And now, in the dark, you see ever so faintly a pale white scar wrapping itself around your palm 
the after effect of Smithfield's Icarus glass grasp upon your body. But Armstrong, something is different now about your hand. You move it slowly in front of your face. And it's almost as if there's an afterimage. Sometimes it moves ahead of your hand before it follows suit. Sometimes it stays behind while you move your hand. You sit up. There is something strange and wondrous about this Armstrong. Are you frightened of it, I wonder? Or do you choose to embrace it? I probably would have been frightened of it last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this, especially after a conversation with Mickey, I'm not as scared as I would be. Because physical alterations, supernatural stuff, isn't just a herald of corruption. Mm-hmm. This is, I guess, a baptism by fire. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's dive in. A mirror, a door, bedpost, the wall itself, the ceiling, the floor. Your fist begs to be swung. so nicely. You punch the floor. <laughs> As you stand up and extend, begin to extend your fist, before you even come close to making contact, a spectral imitation of your own hand screams forward. Roughly a bit on the floor, we'll say 20 feet away. What? impacts with the same ferocity as your own muscle mass. Armstrong, while you use multi-attack, any punches thrown with your left hand, sorry, with your right hand, now have the range feature of 20 feet as well. Wow. Okay. That's kind of like my tattoo. Dang, I love that. So I'm going to put that down on my knuckle duster. Duckle duster? Mm-hmm. That's Suckle bluster? Mm-hmm. You got it. What is Armstrong's reaction? <laughs> I'm gonna try to tap the wall from this distance. Can I tap the wall from 20 feet away? <laughs> A spectral hand. What? No way. Mage hand. Mage hand that can punch. I'm gonna, yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like open the door from my bed. Your like, spectral hand bed. pulls up a can of old spice. <laughs> yes, old spice. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to open the bedroom door with this hand. It's a little 
It takes you a little bit to get the perspective. But the moment you picture your own hand being before the door, you feel the knob turn in your phantom limb. Phantom limb. <laughs> the uh, phantom of the limb. <laughs> th- this, this is cool. Um, I'm, I'm going to get out of bed. And I'm going to go over to uh, your room. And I'm going to knock the door. Um, am I, so I, I, you're going to hear, like, you're going to hear the the mattress being slid away from the door, and, um, well, he's going to say, who is, who is it? Uh, it's, it's, Major, uh, it's, it's Alex, Mr. Armstrong. Give me a sec. You hear the bed being, the mattress being dragged away from, against the door, and, um, Dr. Mickey opens the door and he's putting his gun in his waist. Doctor, I need your professional uh, opinion. Are you crossing the threshold? May I? Get in here. Would you like a cup? Uh, Yes. Armstrong. As you step into this room, The room changes. What is going on? Mickey is gone. You sign yourself standing in a Ah. very familiar study. No, I don't like this. What? No, uh uh, I don't like this at all. Stop. What's happening here? What does these things to me? You just made the choice to come over to my room. I wanted to, like, you know, talk to you behind you. And the simple mausoleum door that you had entered is gone. And instead, the double oaken doors. You look across the room, and you see a window that has been boarded over. What is happening? You look cautiously along this library, this study. You see, standing, blank-eyed, holding a silver tray, the decanter of sherry, dead-eyed to the world, your liege lord, the head of the Order of the Hermetic, Order of the Golden Dawn, (laughs) Secretary of War, standing like some common servant in a maroon dinner jacket seated at your lord's desk. The the usurper. The user. The villain. The fiend. The monster! That is Lord Smithfield. see him turn to look at the prior head of the order. And he goes, Did you know 
and a mere seven years ago, I was just a purposeless being. I had only the delusions of an easy life bred into me through nobility. Mine by right, but oh, what a boring existence. Mundane. And then my teacher showed me the way. He, not of noble blood, but of noble purpose, he showed me how greater I could be. He is the one who taught me of the existence of these great old ones. He espoused the virtues of their multifaceted kindred. Names that, just hearing them alone, rent my mind. But then he spoke of their father, and I knew in that moment how to surpass my teacher. He seeks a mere sibling. He seeks the curry, the favor of Yorksothoff. Armstrong, you lose. 18 points of sanity upon hearing this name. But I knew that if a child is great, then is not the father greater? And when I began to curry the favor of my God, I will become the avatar of Azathoth. And I have laid my seed in so many beings that he cannot possibly ignore my sacrifice. My wish will be heard and my world will kneel. You were just too small-minded, my lord. Surely you see that this way is better. Of course, your way is superior. Say it again. Only, don't say my way is superior. Let us, let us recognize a truth. I am superior. Of course, my lord, you are superior. Say it again. You are superior. To your disgust, you see Smithfield's hand disappear below the desk. Say it again. You are superior. Is Judge Turpin? You 
cannot stand to watch this filth. What do you do, Armstrong? Well, I'd really like not being noticed during all this. Hoping that I'm not actually here. So I'm not going to jump out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Window number two! Right. of breath and try to open the door and, and sing with it. <laughs> Give me a stealth check with advantage considering you are timing the knob turning with the knob turning. Ah, oh, gross. Oh. 17. Nasty. That's pretty good. 17? No you, good God, where's the knob? Oh. Here. You find it? Uh, uh, Rose. Mickey. Sticky Mickey. To you. Oh. To you. You're all Armstrong crossed the threshold, and then you saw his eyes just turn white. Alex. Alex. Blood begins to pour out of his nose. Can I try to get into his head? Give me detect thoughts. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Do I have to roll for that? Um, no, you don't. Okay. You do, the surface thoughts in this case would be that. (laughs) So I'm just. If you wish to penetrate deeper. I'd like to penetrate deeper. Gross. Uh, Armstrong, as you are reaching for that knob, uh, you feel another presence begin to gnaw at your brain. This is the first time you've experienced this. Ergo, you are not sure if it is friendly or foe, but give me an insight check. Insight. Sixteen? Friendly. Okay. As he is getting the knob, you have a brief moment where you are standing beside Armstrong in the study. And you see Smithfield pleasuring himself to these throes of superiority. Armstrong is opening the door and is through it. Mickey, you have... As you see him stepping through the door, you see your own eyes, white and glazed over on the other side. Armstrong is back in his body. I'm going to quickly go back. Very well. No check necessary. Two of you are back exactly in Mickey's room. You don't have to say anything I saw. Continue our conversation if you wish. Uh, I seem to perhaps now isn't the right time to discuss it. Uh, Alex, we are going to get him, and we are going to end him. Yes. Can you imagine what kind of lover he is? Yes. 
and we can end it. Best. I'm the best. <laughs> well, see, now Armstrong finally can reach his whole hand around his own. Before it was just too big, he couldn't even. Oh my gosh. Now you're grounded. Oh, yeah, no. you're Giant grounded. spectral hand. <laughs> no, I guess we, we shall. Spectrum? Barely even know him. <laughs> I, yeah, these, men, guys... these guys are all fired. <laughs> I had a really cool thing I was going to say. But no, 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 What's so this we? What's this we nonsense? Checking out our only fans. Checking out our only fans. <laughs> the real deal. All kinds of dark. spectral hand stuff going on. Big B's hands. Okay. Um. Yes, we shall. I'm just back. really glad. We'll take it back. With this, I'm gonna Jules punch the like the back of your room. She probably just would have gone up and tried to punch him. I did not know that you could do that. Neither did I, but once I readjusted this finger, I was able to do wonders. I'm gonna alter your glasses. Oh, okay. Give me, give me a slight hand check. That's a seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, perfect. If it was like, if it was lower than a ten, you were definitely gonna poke him in the eye. <laughs> Thank you. Still learning myself. You seem to uh, have gotten pretty good pretty fast. Apparently, your mastery over your own body has been uh, paying off in this regard. I. Uh, this is still the same night, right? Yes, this is the night of the sixth. Tomorrow is uh, Saturday the seventh. I need to sleep. I'm badly wounded. I need rest, I need to heal, and in the morning, we have a long journey back, and uh, I have some things that I have to tell both of you uh, that uh, I think you need to know in order to continue having me along on this journey. Very well. Good night, Alex. Please do not shake the building down with your giant hand and uh, upset our host. I shall attempt to uh, follow your advice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take a long rest. Yeah, oh, good. Seeing as I got some encouraging news about my money, my mummy, and I'm snuggling my cat. Doing... You, I, I, lo- I love this, Emily. I love this bargaining tone in what your do you voice. Uh, I will tell you what. You're definitely going to get some sanity back. Let's just have Yay! a quick roll to determine how much the method of which we will use. Why don't you go ahead and stop? What yeah, what's to? with all the ads every time? I don't know. It's because YouTube is nothing but ads now. Why are we on YouTube? Why are we on Spotify? Thank you, 
God used her to play my child. Wait, and she didn't... She's going to bed. She listens to music when she goes to bed. Oh, well, I can play music on my phone or something. That's fine. We're good now. Haunted Victorian London playlist. There we go. Um, Miss Walker. Yep. I will give you the same choice I gave Major Armstrong. Give me either a Charisma saving throw or a Wisdom saving throw. Ooh. DC 10. That would be 22. 22. Tell you what, because it was a 22, go ahead and roll a D12. Add 4. So it's like it's pooping in the face. That's 5, so 9. You get back 9 points of sanity. Yay! Learning that mommy loved you was actually very good for your mental health. Yes, it was. Who knew? I did. I wish, I, I wish my mommy loved me. She does, you bum. I know. Ooh, I'm now over 50 again. I'm too. Real low yes, you for are. a while. Yes, you are. 51. With Armstrong, yes. Armstrong is 51. Yeah. That's what I am, too. After hearing, uh, we're not, we're not, we're not going to talk about Mickey's sanity. Oh, is it, I, I didn't think it was that low. I just started. I think you started. It's pretty low. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that's true. He had been through hell. Yep, exactly. Um, he's got a he's got some consistent. Exactly, he will, he will fill you in. Yeah. Uh, let's have a quick rollies to determine who's going to wake up first, unless you know your character is going to be the last one awake. I mean, Mickey sleeps in short bursts. He's he he didn't sleep. Yeah, he took a long rest, but only okay. Just. You're out? Okay. Uh, I'm probably middle then. Okay. Uh, let's see. If y'all finally got to bed probably around one-ish, then that means that Ooh, wow. it's not going to be uh, breakfast so much as brunch. Um, Mickey, it is, in fact, the banging of pots and pans that finally this alert October. you. This is uh, Saturday, October the 7th. Okay. Happy anniversary. Um... Is that their anniversary? No. Oh. It's that it's a just a stupid joke, considering that this game first began on September twenty first. So uh, everything that has occurred to these poor individuals has occurred in a relatively short period of time. Oh uh, yeah, it's been It's been one week since you looked at me. <laughs> Sorry. It's been you know, a year. <laughs> um, unless there's something specific that anyone wants to accomplish solo before breakfast, we can move this omniscient scope of narrative focus to the breaking of bread. Quite literally, in this case, fresh sourdough loaves. Mm. Uh, once again, a full spread of, of honey, honeyed ham, uh, about three different kinds of marmalades, four different kinds of jellies, um, and uh, some dried bits of fruit and uh, oats and uh, hot steaming bowls of porridge. 57 varieties of catsup. Uh, yep. Um, uh, four different kinds of bacon. You know, you got your caramel bacon, you got your maple bacon, that you got your honey cut. bacon, you got your thick cut bacon with two C's. Yes, and that's about that. all you can do with bacon. Yep, and that's about all you can do. Get some soy sauce on there, some salt and pepper bacon. Um... And you see that... Uh, Audience, the the DM really loves bacon. I, I really do. As does Big Mouth. You see that um, 
Nolan has come in with a new tray, and he's starting to put it in the middle of the table, and Big Mother just kind of goes, Don't bother. And he just kind of gets a big greasy mitt until he has, like, a bacon bundle. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just... <laughs> How old is this guy? Well, I am the respectable age of 31, I'll have you know. Uh, I wasn't... Uh, Mickey wasn't asking. I was asking. The, uh... But- the, the, um, the omniscient narrator. How how old does he look? <laughs> Give me a medicine check. It's basically sixteen pushing grease through his veins at this point. He's a sixteen. Sixteen. Um, he looks like he's in his early fifties. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just gonna be. He's got like varicose veins. He's got like spider veins and like that kind of stuff. I'm and he's just whisper to Armstrong. I think that if he stops eating this way, it might kill him. Mm-hmm. I, I probably would once the body is used to certain habits. It doesn't adjust well. Carl Patrick said, "I'm going to live forever." How does he hear us? We're in a mausoleum. It echoes. He has eyes and ears everywhere. Lend me your ears. Give me that pot of coffee. You see that it's starting to drip down into his uh, shirt. Just these rivulets of coffee just pouring down. And he goes, Jules, I'll have another pot made for you. Great. To your coffee, gents. Go for some coffee. I want to eat coffee this morning, yes. Alright, uh, make that two more pots of coffee. One for me, one for them. Uh, he makes me <laughs> want coffee right now. Yeah, love, he just, love, uh, just, just, coffee. he goes, oh, uh, bring out the, uh, <clears throat> bring out the blood pudding. Want, want something tea, savory. Yeah. No. Um, no, I want something sweet. Uh, Right, so, Jules, I uh, put together a dossier here for you. You're going to be making contact with a new, uh, well, I'm just going to call him a new business associate. It's a little more altruistic than what I usually go for, but ever since, uh, you know, my uh, prior Kensington... Yeah, Kensington. Oh, oh, that's very funny. I didn't realize I did that. Oh, well. Ever since, you know, my Kensington alibi, alibi went uh, under, I haven't really had the connections in the House of Lords that I've uh, been aspiring to. So, this is a show of good faith uh, with a shipping magnate by the name of uh, Lord Vincent Trinsington. Um, <laughs> a, a what magnate? Shipping magnate. Ah. I, I too thought he said something that's categorical. He, he did. He did. Never mind. You said shit and magnet. Right, so what you want us to do is to get this to this uh, man. Well, it's really more along the lines of you're going to be advertising yourself as my enforcers and you're going to solve a little problem for him. Right. Yeah. right. Now, I have included the keys to the sawbones, but until you get Lord Trinsington's Little stamp of approval on the sealed letter that's included in there. Lewis is instructed not to vacate the premises. Well, we are unsigning there, Jules. It just simply means don't try to throw me under. Right. Now, 
Luckily, uh, Lord Vincent Trensington, uh, he's uh, <clears throat> his uh, shipping business is uh, located in the Strand, probably no more than about 45 minutes away from the Sawbones itself. Uh, you might be able to find uh, his lead ship. It's called the Silver Squall. Apparently, the captain of that uh, particular vessel of his has gone missing, and he needs someone astute to locate him. Right. Now, obviously, because Scotland Yard is apparently a little more concerned with finding other missing persons, they're less likely to help. Hence, I've made my own services available to Lord Trinsington in exchange for uh, certain lordly favours. Okay. Our apartment is called the Sawbones. It's called the Sawbones. It, the the place downstairs is called Sawbones, right? Where We're upstairs. Exactly. You're in the attic. The attic apartment is above the Sawbones. It Sawbones is a. Is a pub. It is. Yep. It is a public house. It is in the really crappy part across the Thames. Carl Patrick would actually know the Sawbones. But it's a private house because nobody else is allowed upstairs, right? It's is a, this where yeah. was his face? Lewis. That's what I thought. Yep. Yeah, when you were saying the dude, I was like, this is Lewis's yep. place. Uh, can I, uh, uh, Mickey's going to ask, <coughs> um... What's the name of the ship? Round face. Silver, Silver Squall. Um, is there... You call me Round Face. No. <laughs> uh, is there a... Big Mouth! Big, it's more bigger. pear-shaped than Round. Uh, is there... Squatch. <laughs> are there multiple ways to get out of the safe house. I... Uh, this one or out of, uh... In, uh... The Sawbones. In Sawbones. I'm, I just, uh... I'm worried about people one big... seeing us within a close yeah. distance and if we can access, perhaps, underground. Wouldn't be a good safe house if it only had one way in and one way out. Is there an exit that can get us a distance away, is what I mean? Absolutely. Now, it's a little more slim than my own form would allow for, so I don't know the ins and outs of it myself, but Lewis is under strict uh, instructions to give you the full lay of the land. All right, thank you. So Lewis, your drug dealer, is the guy that needs to vacate? I'm not associated. I'm talking <laughs> to you, Soren. It's not my drug dealer. I don't do drugs. You got a drug dealer? No, Carl does. Carl's drug dealer, yes. Oh, well, somebody needs a drug. You gotta have a drug dealer in a story like this. Carl's trying to kick the habit, but it kind of helps. I'm He's also getting morphined the up. Habit tonight, I'm riding on the wall. Cause I'm the one that falls. Right. If we would have a place to sleep tonight, I'm gonna. If we would have a place to sleep tonight, we better go now and try to find this captain. Yeah. Um. What then? So, uh, listen, if uh, circumstances come to pass that you no longer have need of it, the safe house place, just send word uh, back to the uh, voracious hog, and um, I'm sure Bixby will take care of it. One more thing, Jules. No, Bixby did make it. Yeah, that's right. I am curious. It'll take me some time, but I can start crafting together an identity of this Archie. 
of yours. It may call for another favor, if that's worth it to you. I better do it. Oh, well. I also do accept monetary compensation, as you probably remember from uh, Miss Pearson. She bought her identity for an emerald that came to about 500 pounds worth. I understand. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Miss, what, what do you know of Miss Pearson? I'm really I know that she's an exceptional cook. She made me some delicious French pastries for dessert once. I also know that uh, she is deft with her fingers, and she was able to make off with an emerald the size of my uh, navel. I'm sure that's... I haven't seen Yes. It was quite substantial. Is a pound got one gold? Yeah. Correct. Yep. And, um. That's in the money. Yep. I also know that uh, she has won the particular ire of Carl Patrick. That's about all I know. But she's a past client, and as far as I know, in good graces with at least one of you. So. Uh, we should be going. Very well. Um, do you need to learn the knock for here, or are you just not going to be gracing this particular doorstep again? Because unless you know the knock, well, there's a good chance you're going to get blown away if you step through the threshold unannounced. It's just the knock. Nolan! Show him the knocks! Jews. You've been dealt a rough hand, love. And I'm sorry to hear it, but hopefully it's to our mutual benefit. Thanks. Appreciate your help. Just know that if this whole trying to get on the right side and on the up and up never works out, you've always got a place here in my operation. Thank you. Of course. As for you two, trust is earned. I hope you do so. Thank you for your hospitality and food. And uh, we will definitely earn your trust. Great. All right. Get out. Okay, so we'll make sure we learn the knock from yep. Nolan before we leave. Exactly. The knock is. Don't make me do it. I didn't want him to do something because I didn't know. I was going to write it down if he was going to do it. I didn't know if Rebel was going to do that. Shacklewell, uh, you do it's know a great area. that uh, you will not be requiring the strange circuitous path that you had taken before um, when Bullard Bigsby was having you take the uh, the train going around the greater part of London. You now have a so new why heading. Did we have to do that? Uh, it had to do with uh, it had to do with Big Mouth's own paranoia. He doesn't like anyone taking direct paths to him. And it had to do with the fact that you were trying to be on the DL. So it was a oh, dual, right. dual purpose there. Right. So. I'm go back to my horses. 
is also a you've you've purchased three days of uh Four white horses. I found them. I found okay. four white horses. Oh, lady. <laughs> Hello, lady. <laughs> okay. Um, <coughs> so, uh, I assume then you'll want to go to the Shacklewell station uh, and take the uh, tracks directly to the Greater London area? Yep. Okay. Yes. That is going to be a half day's journey. But you um, can tell us about your weird stuff. Yes. Excellent. Perfect. Although maybe we should do that next session because it is the Yes, probably. Do you want me to tell it quickly? I do. Okay. As you board the train, getting a slightly personal car. After all, the traffic coming from Shacklewell is really not that abundant. It's not too difficult to find yourselves a little booth. Archie with his fresh pressed jacket as Big Mouth made sure that your stuff had been laundered. Oh, that's nice. The He's been Major a lot Armstrong, now divested of his badge of authority, and Dr. Mickey Johansson. I'm glad that I have you both here. I mentioned this to Alex last night, Miss Walker, but um, if we are to continue uh, accompanying each other, I believe that, like you, I owe you both some information. I know that uh, from your perspective, at least, Miss Walker, that I came out of the blue and seemed to be helping you uh, for very little reason, except that it was out of the grace of my heart and I must confess that although that is partially true and I feel that you are a good person who deserves to be helped in your journey this has not been an entirely selfless act As you know, Josiah and I were trying to help you find the Necronomicon. The, what's it called? The Sussex, Sussex Manuscript. Sussex Manuscript. And, well, many years ago, uh, it feels so long ago, it hasn't been that long, I suppose, but I had a daughter. Uh, well, uh, Marion was uh, five years old. She was the most beautiful thing that you'd ever seen. And uh, when her mother died, only a few months after her birth, she was all that I had. Unfortunately, some 
sort of wasting disease fell upon her and I was powerless to help. And, uh, well, when she died, I lost everything. I ended up in a very dark place. And uh, the only thing that gave me any kind of hope was <laughs> Professor Britton. She found me in the pub one night. I was covered in my own shit vomit and she sensed that there was something in me that I didn't even know existed and so I followed her I learned from her because she told me that if I devoted myself fully I might be able to help people like my daughter to save them from that same fate and that I might be able to find a way to see her again so I hope that I hope that that selfishness doesn't deter you from letting me come along with you and if you're okay with that I have one other thing that I should let you know uh, Jules gets a kind of interesting look on her face she's not smiling because that's a very sad story but it's kind of like <laughs> she's just going to say I actually well now I want to speak in an Irish accent but what what I actually find very little about your story to be selfish. Well, some people don't understand being caught in the past and not being able to move on and... Look, you know my story. If anyone understands being caught in the past, it's me. Thank you. I appreciate you seeing that. If that's the case, and you'll have me along, I need to tell you uh, one other thing. All right. Josiah and I were very good friends for a long time. I lost touch with him for a while, but when he died, and I was holding him. I connected with him in the same way that I connected with Carl. And 
his last wish was that I take on his divining ability. So, last night, I gave it a whirl, and it would seem that uh, that whirl took me halfway around the world, and the Sussex Manuscript. The Necronomicon. Oh, the actual books. Oh, well, the actual ne- Necronomicon. So the Sussex Manuscript is I know, is but you said the Sussex, Sussex so I was Manuscript. Sorry, that, that was a miscommunication. On okay. Part. The Sussex Manuscript is a Latin translation right. of the Necronomicon. So we're, yeah, we're trying to find... It's still at headquarters, isn't it? It's still at headquarters. Yeah. So we're and trying to find it. that. And has the Sussex Manuscript. Yeah, Sussex oh, okay. But we need the Necronomicon as well. Okay. So the necronom the the necronomicon the nepr- the the, le- the leopard uh, the the book the, the, the uh, lucky charmicon is uh, unfortunately on some islands that uh, are in the realm of one of the great ones that we've been talking about recently. And I think that in order to get it, it's going to be a very long and dangerous journey. Now, as I understand it, the book that I need for King and Yellow could be the Sussex Manuscript. Could be. It most definitely is the Necronomicon. It could be the Sussex Manuscript as well. I thought that would be clear. I think that on its own, it has the power to raise people back into mindless monsters, but with the power that I have cultivated through all of my training, I think I could bring her back. What did I name my daughter just now? Marion. Marion. I'm going to write that down. I could bring Marion back. Um, all right. Well, after you've done that, I think I have to do something with the book as well. So, get the book. Uh, or maybe just the something. <laughs> some things that I would like to do with the manuscript. I just haven't decided yet. <clears throat> all right, well. We appreciate your support, huh? So, basically, we go after the book. I'm not smart. We'll put that that on the agenda. However, if it's on the other side of the world, in some islands, guarded by a great old one or an old great one or a great and old space one. I can't remember what your cat said that I I overheard, but it was a lot of things. A lot of things. Anyway, I think there's some pressing matters in town we need to deal with first. Yes, I agree that uh, that is the first priority. And then we go to the book. And perhaps try to convince uh, your girlfriend to get the Sussex manuscript back for us. I'm sure she'll be. Amiable? Yes. Amenable? Amenable. Both amiable and amenable? Oh. 
As you exit the train car, as it arrives, your choice. Westminster, um, uh, Whitechapel, or Soho. I mean, whatever will get us closest to, I guess, your horses. horses. Uh, that would that be that would be Whitechapel sure. would be the one that's closest. It would so still we'll then that. be a you'll have to get on a different connecting train in order to get to that particular station, um, but won't be that hard. Um, as you seek to get onto your connecting train, you head further southeast. You go the wrong way. No. Then... October the seventh, passing along with alacrity. The noonday sun rising high above. New skills. New revelations. Old purposes revealed. And yet, the bubbling brine of the underbelly of London's happenstances continues to broil on, with or without your direct influence. Plague maidens, string kings, a man usurping a hermaphroditic order, <laughs> seeking of an ancient tome of power in a sleeping city heralded by the dead god. These issues cannot resolve themselves, investigators and more allies may yet be needed. But that will have to be covered the next time we meet. Because that is where we will end tonight's episode of Dark Was the Night. Thank you for listening. We hope you had a spooky good time. I know I did. I'm Roosevelt. I'm Joe. I'm Soren. I'm Emily Sue. And And we're we're going going to Disneyland. Disneyland.